This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Barbara Gray, and Jim Broadbent, more like Jim Get Bent. Okay, I'm quitting comedy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brady Posey, and once again, I can't figure out if I just want to retweet everything that I agree with or walk into the ocean and never return. Mm -hmm. Wee! The internet's great. I'm Tess Barker, and never in my life have I had a purse that was the right size. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies, ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. But I'm Hey, it's the podcast. It's welcome. the podcast. Welcome. We are Lady to Lady. If you're new to listening to us, welcome to the show. Oh my God, so much welcome. Yeah. yeah. We really appreciate you tuning in. We are a podcast, first of all. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is an audio file. <laughs> it's weird if you stumbled across us. You're just like, why isn't the video playing? <laughs> yeah. The audio is working, but you're there's... staring in space just waiting for a screen to appear in front of you. There's definitely an ant out there who's... Yeah, having oh, yeah. an aunt moment. Doing oh yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Well, my uncle. Last time I was at my aunt and uncle's house, talk of the podcast came up, and I was like, "Yeah, I have a podcast. It's kind of a big deal." And he was like, "Great!" And he handed me his iPhone, and he was like, "How do I subscribe to it?" And I was like, "Uh, uh you can't." And I just handed <laughs> him his phone. It's back. just in the ether. You have to kind <laughs> yeah. of find it like a Pokemon. Or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. This is like those uh, for like boomers. It's like people. It's like the old like tapes and stuff like that people just exchanged back in the day like new form technology has become that yeah you know how like when you used to like just see like like before youtube they would just pass those videos around on like cassette tapes and stuff yeah right it's like That's that except the me. opposite for old people <laughs> it was like on our guests because we have <laughs> yes she's very funny comedian she has a trivia podcast called, called go fact yourself and she's a regular on wait wait don't tell me helen hong hi, hi. Hello. thanks for having me i just wanted to loop you into the video conference <laughs> yes. amazing i <laughs> can't believe that people actually did that back in the day like that just requires so much interpersonal contact. That's it like does. how people like, found all the shit, though. Of course, yeah. yeah. All the like weird, like culty movies. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, it sounds amazing, mm-hmm. and I like love. I, I love the concept of that, but also like you would have to actually meet up with people in real life. Yeah, yeah. which kind of defeats the purpose of the internet, <laughs> right? Yeah, I do. I yeah. mean, I definitely was like a. Pr- I, I'm sure YouTube was around, but I was definitely a make people come over and watch the thing I recorded off of uh, oh, yeah. public access person. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so appreciate I did, that. I did that all the time. I'd be like, I wasn't, yeah. I, I was kind of, I wasn't making them buy weed for me, but it was a feeling where it was like, you're trapped and I'm forcing you to watch dumb shit <laughs> for a long time. So exactly like buying weed. Yeah, it was like buying weed, but I wasn't actually buying, yeah, well, the drugs were there. I okay. just wasn't selling them. Just watch this guy fall down a bunch. But it was a lot of like me recording, because they would like, they would broadcast, remember Dimples, the karaoke place in Burbank? Yeah. They would broadcast people singing Dimples no. at midnight no. on Saturday. That sounds amazing. That. It was Holy bananas. Shit. So I would just be, and it would just, I would just make people watch that. And then there was a show where there was a woman just surrounded by dildos it was great what a wild wild time is public access still a thing it must be right not in LA LA public access went away unfortunately which is a shame because this would be a proving ground for quite a bit of crazy I'm sure so much public access no there I mean there was yeah I remember when it went away because I was like a huge fan and this woman Francine Dancer had all these shows where she was just she would dance in front of a green screen of herself dancing Mm -hmm. basically (gasps) look it up on YouTube she exists and I wanted her to come do a show at my house and then she was like you're gonna have to pick me up from the beverly hills library and i was like okay maybe you will <laughs> but also like yeah <laughs> i mean i mean correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. correct but i also then was like well maybe accurate okay. you don't yeah. know where I, I live then i did think she was like i think she's probably gonna want to stay at my house <laughs> yeah oh, so, you yeah. don't need that personal of a connection yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. once it, you've invited them in you can't kick them out yeah that's the thing. it's like a it's access harder to get them out yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. my uh, my favorite public access guy is, is out of chicago and he's like uh 
a Chicago Elvira whose name is Svengoolie. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, I love these shows. But he's like, is dressed like a little, like a little vampire. But he has like this hardcore Chicago accent. It's so fucking funny. I love funny. him. What does he do? He just intros like bad, like 50s, like horror movies and stuff. He's like, that's a awesome. Yeah. Like he straight up is like an Elvira of Chicago. I he's never awesome. really thought about it until you brought it up. But like, mm-hmm. there's for sure a lot of goths that have Chicago accents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The sun is not out very often there. There are goths that have Asian accents. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. there are Goth is now worldwide. It runs the gamut. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We I did, love a goth. It's when a lot I was, of commitment. I don't have a lot of oh, It seems hot. That's yeah, my yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. How are you a goth in the summer? How are you a goth in Southern California? Right? <laughs> I remember I remember in uh, in school when we read The Scarlet Letter mm. in like whatever grade that was, like eighth, maybe, no, like 10th maybe or something. We did do like a presentation where you had to like dress up to like make yourself feel like an other in the school and my group we picked goth so we just all dressed up as hardcore goths for a week and we got stopped by all the teachers in the hallway and they were like what's going on is anything happening in your home and we were like we're just proving the wow. point man it was, wow. it was very funny. I, you mean that you get attention yeah, yeah. exactly because I, that's what they want I yeah, went yeah. to a Sadie Hawkins dance with my friend Brian and our, we were like what are we gonna do I was like let's be goths and like I was the least goth of all the goths <laughs> yeah so- Jess yes <laughs> in the Facebook group oh, and it was yeah. like my this God. mini skirt that I got at Wet Seal <laughs> a really cute black t-shirt and I had my hair in a blowout and then I painted my nails black and the picture's just me like that's us no. <laughs> you looking cheery and sunny in your black God. outfit yes <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile she's sitting here in a, like a very pretty floral right now <laughs> beachy blonde hair <laughs> adorable you're dressed as a goth right I now I am I actually commented on it because all of you are wearing summery outfits and mm-hmm. I roll up in like black all black but I got this t-shirt it's a Blunt Talk uh, cast t-shirt. Oh, shout out to Blunt Talk if you guys didn't watch if it. If you have not experienced Blunt Talk, find it right now. It was mm. a show that was on Showtime for two seasons. Yep. Nobody watched it, but it yeah. stars the inimitable Patrick Stewart. Best in the game. And what's the premise of the show? He, Patrick Stewart plays like an alcoholic, drugged out newsman. Like he's supposed to be like an older Anderson Cooper. So mm-hmm. he has like a news okay. magazine show yeah. and he's a very respected journalist and he's very, you know, has authority and like does the news and then like does lines of cocaine in the green room. I love yeah. it. Yeah, he's just a fucking mess. He's a hot mess. Yeah, yeah I've never like seen him his... play a mess. I need to watch it's this. It's amazing. And yeah. it's like, and he's foul mouthed and the yeah. show was on Showtime so it gets really dirty mm-hmm. and it's so funny. It was yeah. written by Jonathan Ames who wrote Bored to Death. Oh, nice. And it's so funny and I can't believe, like, I. it was a dream come true for me to get cast on it because Patrick Stewart was my childhood hero growing up from Same. Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And I literally, like, when I got the audition for it, I literally screamed, like, Patrick Stewart, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> and they were like, okay. And then I got cast and I almost died when I met him. Um, yeah, what did you what do? What was the interaction like? Yeah. I had to keep my shit together so hard because all I wanted to do was, like, throw myself at his feet and be like, Captain Seriously. <laughs> Make it so. Like, I just. You and every person. I mean, it's so I, hard to not do that. I had like to him. keep it together. But mm-hmm. I will say, for someone, like, in regards to people meeting their childhood heroes, this was the best experience anyone could have had because Patrick Stewart in real life is as amazing as you want him to be. Mm-hmm. He's gracious. He's humble. If fans come up to him wanting an autograph, he will stand up out of his chair and shake their hand and take pictures. And I love he's that. so amazing. He, he's just, uh, I cannot say amazing things about him. Enough amazing things. So would he just be like playing it. this like douchebag and then be charming? Be charming and, and wonderful the- and <laughs> gracious and like, we just, we were, you know, we, I had like a, a big scene in the first, the first episode that I was with him. And so I had to spend the entire day with him. <gasps> and, and just like the two of you on set hanging out. Well, well other people too, but like, yeah. it was a full day of shooting. And so we just had all this downtime and we were chit-chatting and I was telling him about my stand-up and stuff. So then the next episode that I showed up on set, Patrick Stewart, and I'm not kidding, this actually happened, comes up to me and goes, Helen Hall, <gasps> I've watched all your videos <gasps> on YouTube and you're brilliant. <gasps> And then I oh melted into God. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you like recombined like, it in front of me. I couldn't feel my now. face for a week. <gasps> like I was literally I'm like, amazing. all of your videos, brilliant. I'm all, so I'm happy for you. All your videos. And then I know he's for, for real legit because like, 
yeah. um, at the at the season wrap party, I met his wife, and she was like, "Oh my god, Patrick and I sat and watched all your videos, and you're Aww. awesome!" Like, I had backup confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From I love the it. second party of the room, and I was like, "Oh my god, Patrick Stewart watched all my videos on YouTube." That's oh, so that awesome. is like so seriously I just about died. The Ugh. ideal, obviously, because like you, you know, when you meet your idols or something, yeah. you want to. No, I mean, no one can be a peer to Patrick Stewart, but mm-hmm. you want to, you know what I mean? You want to meet them, them on like, some, like a even work ground. situation. Yeah, in yeah. a work situation. Yeah. And then to have that where he like actually watched you and that's Like he bananas. respected me yes. as a peer. Like, I, I held my shit together so hard that first day that I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm a peer. I'm a colleague, uh-huh, man. And uh-huh. I just stand up, bro. <laughs> and I was just like chopping up. Meanwhile, I'm like dying inside. Like dying. Like all I want to do is be like, oh my God. Truly. But I kept it together, and like he's just such a great guy. And he went home and freaking watched all my videos on YouTube. And then the next time he was like, and then home. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> to hear him you just say your full name forever. You like yeah, that I it will. It's seared into my brain. Like Ugh. I could literally die. And I'm like, I did it. I did my I'm just like Imagining him in bed with his wife, like mm-hmm. laughing. I know. <laughs> I know, just like foster pit bulls all around them, uh, and just like smoking weed and watching stand up on YouTube together. He's like texting That's who they are. McKellen like a clip. <laughs> of- <laughs> and ben Kingsley's probably on the message yeah. too. Oh you should god. see my friend Helen. Oh. oh my god, guys! I have like a lady boner right now just thinking uh, about it. Just true. thinking about it. That's well, so it's awesome. funny because I conversely mm-hmm. fucked up my first meeting with. Um, Brent Spiner, who's the oh, actor who Data. plays Data. Yeah, yeah. So Data was a recurring character on yeah. the show, too. Oh, yeah. And he's a totally accomplished actor. He plays this great, like, piano-playing bartender. Wait, he was on Blunt Talk, He was on Blunt Talk. Oh, shit. He was on Blunt Talk. Yep, yep. So... So after I'm like very cool meeting Patrick, then I'm in the cast van. Like all of us pile into a cast van. They're driving us from base camp to like the where the set is. Mm-hmm. And like Brent Spiner comes running up. Like he's like he's like trying to catch the van. He's like wait wait, oh, and man. he jumps in and I and he jumps in the van and I literally turn to him and go. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe this is happening. And he immediately just shut down because he's you. He uh, yeah, so I totally he's, lost my cool. And he seems like more of an introvert. Yeah, and I'm sure all of those actors they go to like Comic Con and they get oh, they have like the they get fans. they get yeah. the like, yeah, crazy yeah. fans who literally cost them on the street like yeah. wearing full on Star Trek uniforms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just his whole demeanor changed as soon as I like oh. I just gushed over him like on first meeting and that was yeah. just the wrong move it was the wrong move because he just we never made that connection on set after uh, that because he was just like oh you're a weird star trek fan you're I a know, fan it's so funny distance. you have to keep that I, well like <laughs> yeah so they have crazy fans from do you, have you seen trekkies there's I ha- yeah. a moment oh God, yeah. in mm-hmm. trekkies where this woman is so obsessed with him yes. she saves pictures of him in her vault in case something ever happens that she can run out oh with if there's god. a fire. Oh my god. Does she know about the internet? <laughs> no, this was like this was, was made a minute ago. Okay. So this was old, this was the dog. internet existed, but this was like Yeah. Yeah. She had she definitely and even had her if own, she did, I'm sure she has things that she, she had signed like, ones personal yeah. photos of him. Whatever. Yeah. Right. That rule. So she called herself a spiner femme. That was her name for being a fan of his. And she would go out onto her balcony and be like, Oh, I can see I can't see Brent's house, but I can see the hill, the top of the hill of the house that Brent's house oh, is God. on. Yeah. So I come out here yeah. and I have what I call a Brent break. Oh my <laughs> I take, So these it's, are the kind of these people are insane. That that they're insane. Yeah. So, so, he, now, so now he's thinking he's trapped he's like, oh, in a van with got one of these. With the yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not a spider femme. I'm, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm, I'm not, not a spider femme. I'm actually way more a Picard femme. But I because I had kept it so together. Together yeah. with Patrick when meeting Patrick yeah, Stewart, and it. thank God I did mm-hmm. because then I kind of lost it when meeting Brent Spiner, and he just was. I, we just never made that connection on set. There's only a finite amount of cool that you can keep exactly. with those kind of people exactly. in succession like yeah, that. I couldn't keep yeah. it together the whole time. I just, I just get couldn't. really quiet when I'm around somebody that I really like respect. Like I get really like weird and like shy. Yeah, like I, it depends. I think if it's a surprise, like when I saw Ad Rock, I've like freaked the fuck out because mm. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. yeah, you know. So it was like you literally on the street, five feet away from me, all of a sudden. And I did Bullshit. get. Well, I just only said like one thing. Yeah, yeah. but it was still like that bubbling mm-hmm. over. Like, Ugh. well, the 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 um the premiere party for that sh- for Blunt Talk, mm-hmm. the first season of Blunt Talk, the entire cast came. 
They're all still friends. They're all still friends. So now I'm on a red carpet five feet behind the entire so they took pictures together so it's so it's um it's captain picard and jordy like jordy laforge yeah, was there yeah. I, oh, yeah. I don't even remember their real names lavar lavar burton mm-hmm. was there um the guy who plays uh wharf was there yeah. marina sirtis was there so they're all there walking the red carpet together and i'm freaking out and That's i so meanwhile cute. i'm like on the carpet people Aww. are taking pictures of me and i'm just like craning my yeah, neck with all your eyes just just like, i'm just like dying oh so, so that night it was very hard for me to keep it together did you so cool but were you able to have that moment of like i've arrived like I made it happen. No, like I'm here. Totally <laughs> not. I, there was not one moment of. I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, it's them. They're all together. Oh my god, it. they're still friends. Oh my god, are you? Like, I think there was no moment of cool. There yeah. was no moment of like, yeah, I'm here to like forget it. What thing is like, like the, dying. the things that you become a fan of at like that age in your life? Just will you will always take you back to yes. that age too? I think. Yes. Yeah. Like, so I was oh, like, oh shit, yeah. So it's I'm like 12 mm-hmm. year old me freaking mm-hmm. out internally. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, when I met Howie from the Action Boys, wow, I was not. I was a fucking psycho. <laughs> and I wasn't even a huge Howie fan, but it was that feeling of like, I was a kid, you know. Yeah, it just takes you back. Yeah. We went, we stalked Jordy LaForge. You went to that uh, mm-hmm. bar that he was guest bartending. <laughs> yeah, he was bar, or he was bartending somewhere. I don't know, he posted about it or something. We went. La bartending as well. Yeah, La And he poured me the strongest whiskey Coke of all time. It was 90% whiskey. And then he pushed it over to me and was like, that might be a little heavy. Heavy. <laughs> like, Why was he bartending? I just because I have no idea. It. it wasn't like a special event. No, I think it was just like a get. It was funny though because it was like a fancy I know bar. We found out about it. Somebody, t- tweeted. somebody tweeted it, and then yeah. we were like, uh, "Are we going?" And yeah. it was funny because you could tell who was just at the bar, and then who was there for Star Trek. Oh my god! Yeah, there was definitely nerds like all scared to go up to the bar. By and the way, and it if was any of you bar. hear anything that like that happening again, tweet me immediately or like, text, text me well, immediately because we're going. He might be. We're going. Well, I don't know. He might be a. Emceeing? What is it called? Our friend's wedding. What the fuck is it called? Um, it's not him. It's someone else. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, I have another friend who. So maybe oh. I am mixed up. What? I'll tell you off. The okay. <laughs> I don't know. About no, no, no. We're talking Tonto. about something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I am talking about Tonto. him. You're right. Yeah. But I do have another friend whose wedding he might really? go to. So never wow. mind. I got two Star Trek people mixed up. All these LeVar Burton. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, I I, this is so much of a nerd I am. I'm more starstruck by him because of reading Rainbow. Yeah. Really, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, big I mean, you totally. want to a Star Trek person. Yeah. You never watched Star Trek. Yeah. No. But I loved reading Rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who didn't? Yeah. He's too iconic. He's amazing. Just a great theme song, if we're being honest. And what a cool career to be like, Awesome. Roots, reading yes. Rainbow Star Trek, like how yeah. all of the bases. Like I think what about a bizarre him. reach of. Mm-hmm. I also often think about Tiffany Amber Thiessen because to be on Saved by the Bell and Nine Hundred Two One Zero, those are like the same show. Now that's a feat. But like both cultural touchstone. <laughs> right, right. She came into my old work and I was like freaking out because I was like, "You're Kelly Kapowski and you're Val." <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it is interesting with somebody because it's like that's what you know them from. I'm sure he's done other stuff, but it's been like those are the you yeah. Know, those are the hits. Well, actually, yeah. I heard an interview with him because he did wait, 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 don't tell me. Unfortunately, not when I was on the panel, uh-huh. so I didn't get to meet him in person someday. But You'll he did him. wait, wait, don't tell me, and so I heard that one. And he said after Roots, he actually had a really hard time getting cast. Sure, really, because he yeah. was typecast or whatever. Like he thought Roots, like I made it, I've arrived, I'm yeah. Hollywood royalty, and he like he's like I couldn't, I didn't have a job for like five years, five that years, all the or time. some some yeah. outrageously long amount of time where he could not get work, and then when Reading Rainbow came about he was like thank god it was a palate cleanser yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i think that happens to so i think always um what's his fucking name jesse from uh, MTV? breaking bad oh yeah, yeah. Aaron Paul. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Paul. Yeah. yeah i'm like you're never that's it you're jesse oh, that's your yeah. iconic part i, I just, agreed i've seen or, I think if you're too good at a role yeah you're locked into that role yeah or like, you need like a, a generational cleansing of a palette kind yeah, of. Cause yeah, because that's what I've heard about the guy, um, the actor who played um, Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Oh, he, yeah, he checked Apparently, out. Apparently, like, can't get cast because he, yeah. everybody sees him as a, the biggest asshole now. Yeah. Would you guys rather have a role like that where it's, like, iconic, you're going to make a shitload of money, you'll probably be fine for the rest of your life just from residuals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or just play, like, character bit parts your entire career. Also, you're working the whole time, but no one really ever knows who you are. I think character bit parts because then you don't get spiner femmed. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Too. I think so too. As long as financially you're stable, both, I would both take that situations one. you're financially. I would stable. take the character one because mm. I think it's just 
more fun. You're always working. Yeah, you know, I think doing so something too. Yeah, you get to, you get a little taste of something different all the time. Mm-hmm. But it would also be cool to be like, oh, I was a part of something huge. Of course. Like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind being Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know. Well, she yeah. does like. Doesn't she like chew up food and spit in her kids' mouth? Yeah, or and something? I'm sure Lavar Burton <laughs> chews up food and spits in his puppy's mouth. <laughs> we won't be. And his puppy loves it. Yes. Or anyway, yeah. we're gonna do that to each other. We'll be right back. Bye. Hey, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're with Helen Hall. Hi. And uh, we're going to play a little game. Did you have MySpace back in the day? I did. Do you remember those like survey things where people post their entire personalities? Okay, oh, well, God. great. Then this is your first MySpace survey. Oh, very first time. It was time. so long ago. I don't... This was like back when people d- had a lot of time on their hands, <laughs> yeah. I think. It Not like, like now when you were, you're busy with the BuzzFeed quizzes. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is the pre-BuzzFeed BuzzFeed right. quiz, yes. basically. What's the best puppy for you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 all yeah those. exactly. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. I think those are just so addictive because you just want to feel seen. Yeah. You know, even yeah. it's by bu- if it's by BuzzFeed. I, I think that's why see. that's why the fuck fucking um hor- what a horoscope astrology totally. so and that's why people take the uh mm-hmm. the Myers Briggs yeah the Myers Briggs test. Mm. It's just like oh, I want to like feel like something gets me even if it's this this machine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of machines, yesterday <laughs> machine Uh-oh. machine news. You got really it's excited. time for some machine talk. Okay. <laughs> yesterday I was getting my nails did and I was reading this article in a magazine about these two supermodels. I've got to get their names. Um, but one of them posed for Rihanna. She's just like really beautiful, like black woman with like, it was like, do you guys remember this picture? It was like her nude with like three gold. What do you gold. mean posed for her? She was, she, Rihanna's line Fenty. Oh, okay, okay. So she was, oh, she kind of like gained fame okay. posing for, for Rihanna. Anyway, turns out She's not real. What? She's a fucking robot. No. Yeah. So there's her Wait. and this other supermodel. Yes. When was this revealed? I don't know how it wasn't front page news. It was like the it was like on page fifty of this magazine I was reading. But this fucking model who modeled for first she modeled Rihanna shit. Nobody knew she was a robot. And then this other supermodel robot got outed as a robot. And then that's what? how they found out the Rihanna model was a robot. And they look so real. Wait, so they're like they're like models in magazines. Yes, and so they, they have, sit and post for pictures. They're, they're, they're like not social hu- media models, and they're not human beings. But they're not human Wait, beings. Her? Yeah, she's a robot. Fuck no. that. No, no, no. I just like this. I don't yeah. like Is it. Is this model real or fake? Meet. She- oh, so I think she's digital. She's not a robot. I think she's made digitally. A digital. Yeah, but model. I mean, she's made by an. It's an AI project, and you can interview her. She's got a whole personality. She's no. Yeah, but you're right. She's not a physical robot. Okay, but, but, yeah. like, but, but yeah, you can 3D. interview her, and her like her responses are like the responses of a young woman in her twenties. She's mean, like Shrek, basically. Yeah, she's a three D. She's like model. Shrek, but they only revealed she was a robot because this other uh, AI model got outed. So they were just gonna let her keeping a. I'm surprised Rihanna did that because I feel like well, she, I think like... she got duped. Yeah, dude. Oh, but that looks. She looks digital. Yeah, me. there's that some pictures where she looks not really a little bit there, but not as much the other. What is this photo from? This yeah, she doesn't look like she looks like a computer image to me. If you look closely, I mean, it's pretty fucking well done though, right? Yeah, it's great. especially in a magazine, everything kind of looks yeah. fake because so. everything is fake. Yeah, yeah everything's like, photoshopped to hell. Mm-hmm. This is like I told you guys, we're just gonna be eventually, we're just gonna be holog. It's just gonna be hologram images of what we want to look like when yeah. we walk around. Oh if I was a model, this I'd be beginning. so fucking angry. I know, yeah. right? I'd be so well, mad. The guy who, the other kind of fucked up thing is the guy who created this model uh-huh. is a white man. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And also, he's profiting off. <laughs> yeah. He claims that Table he's, flip. <laughs> he claims that he's not profiting off of it, but he spends, it takes him um, 10 to 12 hours to make each image. So it's like, you're doing that for no money. I don't think so. Yeah. Like you're Someone's clearly monetizing. Oh yeah. Especially if you're an ad for Fenty, you're getting paid. Right. Your, your whole purpose is doing like sponsored posts for these different labels. Like you're Models obviously getting get paid. paid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like he's part of the time consuming process is that he'll put like peach fuzz on her face and do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, it used to be that we were taking regular people and trying to make them look like a fantasy. Now I'm taking a fantasy and trying to make it oh, look like regular people. Oh my fucking God. What? It makes so much sense though because like <laughs> people, you know, you can, you don't have to like worry about someone sitting in front of a camera for hours. Yeah. You can literally do any post, you know, you make can make them look you however you want. Yeah. yeah. That's so insane. Yeah. Man. Uh, well. Thank God. Uh, 
I'm perfect and I'm never going to age. Oh so. my God, seriously. <laughs> well, that's a sexy argument for universal basic income if I've ever heard one. Like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to take everyone's jobs and replace them with robots from coal miners yes. to fucking models. Yeah. Okay, well, But you know what? Cool. That's fine. Give us a check. We'll see you at the beach. Yeah. Let the robots yeah. do the work. Agreed. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Agreed. I mean, solution, you fine. know, stand up. Uh, that, that's like one area we're like, well, I hope this can't be taken over by robots. But I don't think it could. Will. I feel like the arts kind of can't. Holograms, though. They, really? But that's still taking existing something that a human wrote at some point. Yeah, right it's now. not like they didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. That, I, but I think there's a computer. Didn't a computer write a poem recently? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there was something like Fucking a computer computers. program wrote a, a, a poem. Angsty like, software. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> Google Translate in the last couple of years has gotten much better. Very because poetic. They, yeah. It's got kind of, sort of, yeah, because it used to be, you know how you used to do a Google Translate and it's like, that's not really what that says. They've started to recognize like the nuances of language their AI has. So wow. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually could train a robot to write. By the it. way, Google Translate for Korean is garbage. Is it ridiculous? Really? Garbage. <laughs> it's like, what are you saying? It's like walk and not <laughs> luau's. It's doing like what? Yoda. What are you saying? Like well, that's not even a sentence. Google huh. Translate. So they're, it's better of, with some languages and not with so others. So they're working on it, I yeah. guess. I mean, it but, makes sense. I mean, I'm thinking of, though, data from, like, I want you know, I feel like if we're going to have robots, they need to look like data. Because he has, yes. you know, like, he, you can he tell he's like a, a robot. robot. Yeah, he's yeah. like a robot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually fine with the robots as long as we can tell the robots. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want that robot to spend as much time as I do on my makeup every day. That's what I want. Yes. I just want to see them powdering themselves with a silver powder <laughs> every day of their life. I just think we're all, they're going to come kill us. It's, it's yeah. they're going to come kill us. Like, have we not watched any sci-fi no, movie we, ever? We Literally like, every movie we, we've, made. we've totally like, well, I, it makes sense. Cause we've made, we're going to make the earth inhabitable true. for humans. True. So true. it's going to be, we're actually seeing yeah. our next, the robots are the next generation. <laughs> hey, hello. <Call> back. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you guys feel comfortable in a driverless car? No, I think we've talked about this. It really depends. I don't, think so i'm no. ready you are oh yeah i don't, I don't like driving i like driving i'm like i i like i find it stressful like I, if i'm I tired like i don't like to drive like, like at certain times of the day yeah. i don't like to drive like i i feel that i could i could let a robot take the actually wheel. that is true like i like that's those scenes in minority report where everybody's in a driverless car and they're just like, yeah. I kind of like, I, I Net, like they're like Tetrising around stuff. each other. Exactly. I feel like if it was on a track, I would feel better. I feel like the like yeah. random looseness. I don't. Me. Yeah, because yeah. it just killed that one woman in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, but I how think... many people get killed every day, yeah. all day, every day? Wait, well, everywhere. I know. Well, she there was a driverless car with a driver that was supposed to be paying attention, and it just drove as this woman jaywalked, and it just hit her. Oh, it yeah. hit somebody walking. Yeah, it hit yeah. somebody walking. I mean, certainly the fatal- fatalities are troubling, but also yeah. like there's so many fatalities with human. I, f- I guess I trust robots more than I think that's part of I feel like that's one thing I'm noticing as I age is like I have this weird phobia of um, like the grapevine the five I can't drive that anymore really really yeah. it really like I have panic attacks like I've had to pull oh, over a no. couple times and like Whoa. now I have to take the long way to San Francisco and like it <gasps> what about really, it though just going through the I don't there? trust the truck drivers like right, I don't right, trust right. them like oh. to me I no, know driving by a truck is like the worst feeling it, ever it's like crippling because yeah. I don't I don't hmm. I know they've been up for like 15 hours they've been driving for so long it really freaks me out Yikes. and then I already had this like really crippling fear of semi-truck drivers and then I was hit and run by a semi-truck a couple months no. ago yeah. so, are you kidding me yeah I in mean, your car in my car like luckily we were in stop traffic but that was even scarier because it was like you didn't fucking see me we were in stop yeah. traffic yeah. you didn't think hit there was a car there run yes we were there was a car accident like a maybe like 150 yards in front of us. So we were in deadlock traffic on the 101 and no one's moving. We're all in gridlock traffic. And the semi-truck driver starts turning in towards my car. So I lay down my horn like, yo, dude, someone's here. And he just kept going. Yeah. And because we were stopped, he didn't hurt me or anything. But he didn't stop until he hit my car. He yeah. didn't see you. Yeah. So and that's There's a the, lot of blind spots on those things. And that's yeah. what the cops said. They were like, well, is it possible he didn't see you? I was like, yeah. Probably, that's probably he probably it. shouldn't be on the road if he can't see you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you got to be looking. So I kind of think I would prefer a robot semi-truck driver. Yeah. I think it will only work if all the cars are robots. That's what it has to be. That's it. You can't mix. Because I think that's when the accidents will happen is yeah. when like a por- a percentage of them are driverless and then a percentage mm-hmm. are not. I mean, I feel like gonna Because there's always going to be that what. human erratic element that the humans are going to do things at the last minute, like turn at the last minute and stuff and boom. Yeah. 
that's when yeah. accidents happen. From my cold, dead steering gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Will you get my car? <laughs> I know. I hope I get a pickup truck before we all have driverless cars because I do want a pickup truck at one point. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, I do not. I want to go smaller and smaller. I want to drive one of those teeny, teeny Fiats. Oh, those are I cute. would if I felt safe in them. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a, it's, I think like it's a golf the, cart. Yeah. I had a Mazda Miata in high school. <gasps> you did? Uh-huh. Those things are zippy. It was zippy and it was hot, but those... Were, it, that, I think that might be part of my phobia too actually though because that car was so light mm. yeah those were scary to drive there were two different times that I just braked fast and my car did a 180 on the no, freeway no yeah. no oh yeah oh, my God. and yeah. I would take certain turns and two of my wheels would just be airborne <laughs> <laughs> But I looked cute as Okay, fun. note to self, never get a Miata yeah, because I makes. drive like a maniac and I'm constantly bar- like breaking hard. Don't get a Miata. We are. Yeah. Get that Fiat. Aww. Get that Fiat. <laughs> I'm about to go uh, do try to get a convertible to drive from San Francisco up to wine country yes. this coming weekend. Yes. That'll be awesome. And I've never driven a convertible. I've been in convertibles, but I've never uh-huh. driven one. Do you have one in mind? I... I want one of those like uh, like a bug like mm. a Volkswagen yes. bug convertible, but mm. I don't know like what the. So you're just gonna rent. I'm one? gonna rent. I don't know what the rentals Cute. are available. I will say there's that. that's like such a unique and amazing pleasure, like driving a convertible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. done it. Oh yeah. On like yeah, a nice day great. in California. Yeah. With your music up. Up to like, wine country. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm doing it. I'm performing yeah. in wine country. I'm picking up my sister in San Francisco and we are zipping up there. Oh my God. You guys are going to have so much fun. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where in wine country? I'm doing a, sh- a show in Sonoma and a show in Napa. Yes. So it's like the Fridays in Sonoma and the Saturdays in Napa. Are you a like wine that. drinker? I'm I, not a huge one. And actually, I'm trying to do Sober September, so no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. you're not going to go wine tasting? No. <laughs> I can't anyway, because I'm performing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> I'm going to go watch my sister get blitzed. Perfect. That's, That's what good. you want in wine country, someone to watch you get blitzed. Yeah. I have a variety of bubbly waters yes. for you to yes. drink at the different yes. places, Ooh, too. This bubbly water. Ooh, yeah. Like the good um, notes. Thinking, Fine notes in your bubbly water. Yeah. I was thinking thinking about this. Sorry, I'm thinking of this car and a track thing because I suggested to somebody recently, I was like, what about a comedy show that's like a Disneyland ride where you like go along a thing and you stop and someone's like doing a bit and then you kind of like keep going on that's the track? Kind of fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. I feel like that would be a fun thing to build. Obviously, I don't know how the fuck you would make that maybe That's if there fun. was like an abandoned um track somewhere like an abandoned racing track so it was more of like a circle oh yeah well i'm feeling like but how i don't know how the i feel like it would have to be um what a cool concept yeah That'd it's a fun. fun idea that i have zero idea how to fucking execute right but or you could even expand it to not just stand up but like one one Part one stop is stand up, one stop's uh, like a violinist. Like a oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Different art, like a little art show. Mm-hmm. There used go. to be something they did at the Steve Allen that I thought was so cool, but also like so theater. But um, it was called the car, sh- the car plays, mm-hmm. and they would fill the parking lot with cars. And then two people could be in each play, and you would sit in the back seat, and the scene's happening in the front seat. <gasps> oh, that's between, so cool. so, isn't that wow. cool? Oh, that is very and cool. And so you'd see like three or four vignettes. Like, that's <laughs> neat. Yeah. And then not always like mom and dad screaming at each other. No, there's like all different ones. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's not, yeah. I saw a lot of that when I was a kid. Yeah. You, you, yeah. No, uh, I think some of them you were in the front seat too. Like they alternated, like what the different mm, scenarios that's were. Cool. And, like, yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do one or two of these. Okay. Stupid. They're for fall, guys. Happy yeah. fall. Oh my god, I can't even think. Of I mean, so it this doesn't is an actual like MySpace test. Yes, this yes. is at funmyspacesurveys.blogspot.com. If you guys want to follow along, because oh, someone made that website. Because yep. why not? Have you ever bobbed for apples? I have. Huh? Yeah? It's all right? It's small. It's small. I, what are, it's small. It's fun, but I feel like the water gets snotty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of gross. And it gets up your nose. It's kind of like beer pong. Like, you can't think too much about no. it. Yeah. 
I think these are all very like, unhygienic. Yeah, yeah. No, I did it there. as a kid, and I'm glad I did it as a kid. I think it's I a kid do it thing. as an adult. Yeah, it is fun as a kid. Anything where you're like getting wet is fun when you're a kid, for sure. That's Absolutely. true. Like those <laughs> log flume rides. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, think I, I would love, love them right now because you're not supposed to be wet. Yeah, That's yeah. And I'm and I'm just too busy thinking about like the water and how gross it is, exactly. and how dirty yeah. it is, and where it's been, and like. Ooh. I always loved the ones that had the big hill that you went down that made yes. the big. Yep. <laughs> Because I would love, I would love to see the people on the bridge that didn't know what was coming. I'd just be like, get ready. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. I mean, what's a log flume ride without that? That's oh, cool. yeah, absolutely. It's always bad when you go on like a cock tease of a log flume ride where you don't get wet. Exactly. Oh, it's bullshit. And they have a bunch of hills where it looks like you're going mm-hmm. to. It's like, yep. mm, excuse me, a cock Mm-mm. tease of a log. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new T-shirt. Big T-shirt. <laughs> cock tease of a log flume ride. <laughs> okay. Oh, I had one. Oh, do you know anyone who works on a farm? Do I know anyone who works on a mm-hmm. farm? I know people who work on a ranch. Oh, what's the difference between a farm and a ranch? Um, ranch is more animals. Farms, animals are born there, and ranches, animals are raised there. Okay, oh. hashtag definition. Wait, born there and raised there. That's the, oh, they just get them. The animals imported. Else? How yeah. did you know that? You just knew that. Because I went to an alligator ranch last year. Oh. And, they and they explained, explained it to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they explain wow. the difference. Well, then I do know people that work at a farm because I, I, I know this ranch. I used to work on a ranch, and animals are born there all the time. Oh, cool! Where did how, why did you work on a ranch? I worked at Malibu Wine Safaris as a as a <gasps> safari tour guide. Cool. As a safari tour guide, and when I first moved to LA, it was like my part time day job to supplement my income because I was like just kind of restarting as a comic in LA. Um, and it was an amazing job and it was an amazing place with an amazing cast of characters, which I've written into a pilot script. I was going to say, hell yeah. That's so awesome. if anybody is That's interested great. in a pilot script about a, um, wine safari ranch, oh my God. I have I one ready to go. I almost got married there. I was considering really? getting married it's there. Really? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, this place is, have you, have you guys been here? No. It's uh-uh. beautiful. It's a trip. Like it's this billionaire who owns like... You know, a 3,000-acre ranch in Malibu, and he ha- – ha- wine is his thing. So it's a wine – it's a wine um, – what is it vineyard. called? Vineyard. Yeah. It's a vineyard. So there's vines everywhere. It's beautiful, especially in the fall. Like, actually, right now, it's probably when the vines are coming in. Hmm. Um, and then, for some reason, they also started taking in exotic animals because they have oh, the land. Cool. So they have – Llamas and alpacas. They have zebras. They have water buffalo. A giraffe. A giraffe. Oh my god. A giraffe who's a Hollywood giraffe. He was the giraffe in The Hangover. Oh really? The Hangover Two. The Hangover Two. That's awesome. And I I guess the credits of the animals in this town. I hope he doesn't get a long head from it. All right. Yeah. There's one place. One of the places they have like three different areas where you can get married, (laughs) and the most expensive one is the giraffe one. Yes. But like you, if you have, if you have giraffe money. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna, gonna go yeah. giraffe. If you have Malibu <laughs> safari big. money, go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go giraffe. Yeah, yeah. Go big. exactly. Yeah. Go long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go tall or go home. Guys. You guys know what color like giraffe tongues are? Purple. Or black. Yeah. Oh, no, Wait, really giraffe what? They're like a really weird color. I think they're yes. really dark purple. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. the same color as if you've been drinking red wine all night. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah, maybe yeah. they're raised in Ma- uh, Malibu Safari and then they get wine drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's actually a really magical place and I loved I my time there. I can't believe I've heard of this I, place. I worked there for, as a tour guide. So That's I would awesome. like get on these janky Jeeps and just like, t- like tour drunk people around, ba- like drunk basic bitches around. I was going to say yeah. lots of wine moms, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 A lot of basic bitches and a lot of wine moms Love and a lot of like with this a lot of girls, <laughs> a lot of girls that are forcing their boyfriends on like fun dates. Right. Yeah. And I would tell them about the ranch and I would tell them about the animals and the you know the, the wines and we would do wine tastings and stuff. It's actually a really fun experience. Why I do suggest it to anyone. Guys hate fun dates. <laughs> uh, Sean likes fun dates. He does. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, but it seemed like a lot of. Tumblr, but yeah, they ugh. do. It, um, that's a good question. Um, I think guys don't like what they think is implied forced fun. Maybe but they also don't like, like things that that's that de- they deem as kind of girly. 
Right. Which right. is fun things. Yeah. Plays. Uh, fancy restaurants, ranches, wine. Yeah. Also, not authorities on that on those. I was things. gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like somebody else is in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they aren't the knowledge base of that date. That is a really good observation. Yeah, That's because true. I mm-hmm. the, in the two years that I worked at that as a safari guide, I never saw a group of dudes that wasn't there that dra- were dragged by women. Yeah, really. Never. Never. That's a bummer. And we had so many bachelorette parties, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, baby shower, not shower, but like wet shower parties. And yeah. There was never a group of dudes. Yeah, I don't, never. guys just don't yeah, like hand stuff. They, they go to, they go to games. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but they're not out there like, let's go get petties and then do yoga. No. Which, they're no. missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like way more fun things with my girlfriends than Sean does with his guy friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sean was sure. like, recently he was like, um, his best friend is in a very serious relationship and he was like, I wonder, I won't say anybody, but he was like, I wonder if she's, if he's ever said I love you to her. And I was like, what do you, what the yeah, fuck? they, of course, been together a long time. I was like, time. don't you guys ever talk about your relationships? And he was like, no, no. never. And they're best friends. Yeah, yeah. no, no, not they at all. They never, really it never okay. comes nope. up. This is why, again, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep talking about the show, but this is why I love Love Island because all the guys, they all, the entire show is just talking about your relationships. So all the guys are constantly talking about their relationships. They always say, I love you. They always hug each what? other. Wow. Yeah, they like very, they're like they're very forced into yeah. with their friends. <laughs> But they're not really. No, they're really? saying I love you to their guy friends. And oh, like, Brendan's got some guy friends he does that with. Yeah. So they yeah. love yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Aww. It's yeah. really cute. That's well, sweet. I think, like, um, he's uh, pe- people that have been through similar experiences to him. He, like, will say the same kind of Like, they, they can. My boyfriend's sober. He has a lot of sober friends. And, like, right, they, right. they've uh, gone through the same mm-hmm. thing together. So I think yeah. they just are more open because they've gone through that together. I think that helps right. a lot. If yeah. you're like, because you literally have to go and, like, talk about your feelings, you know, yeah. if you go to AA or something. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Oh. He's in a program, so I feel like I can say that. <laughs> I'm very dude-ish. Yeah. I have a very dude-ish energy, and I have a hard time saying I love you to anybody. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you never the first person to say it in a relationship? Never. Hmm. Huh. Maybe once, the one relationship that I was like really in love with this person. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's you never want to be the first one to drop. It's hard the, to do. I'm it. always the first one, and I say it, I say it probably more like to friends that I shouldn't say it to. I'm kind <laughs> of like a and I love you slut. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it comes out, and you didn't really mean to say it to that person. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. Here it is. I love. I'll throwing. say love you. Yeah. In that yeah, trite that's way. That's different than like I love you. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. There's very many shades of I love you. Right. It is always awkward though when like you're on the other end of it, and someone's like I love you, and you're just like. Great. We do love you. We just have to take a break. Is that a good? Yeah. Exactly. Love you. Bye bye. to lady again i'm barbara <laughs> i'm brandy <laughs> i'm tess and we're here with helen hi hello and, uh, do you want to help us give some advice i'd love to give advice great okay. yeah oh yeah let's do it if you have a lady problem send it to lady to lady comedy at mm-hmm. gmail.com uh-huh. that's right yep i love how we can never remember you, know, <laughs> you guys know it it's, it's like a, it's like when a word stops meaning anything when you say it too much you know mm, your brain's sure. like what is this yeah Can yeah i say something the yeah. letters stop meaning you're like is an a an a i don't even know anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> Lady, lady problems, lady, lady problems, lady, lady problems. Do you have them? Some people have them. Here we go. Hi, ladies. I would like to start off by saying that I absolutely love your show. I listen to episodes of Lady to Lady when I drive home to my parents' house to make the bleak scenery more enjoyable. (laughs) My name is Trista, and I'm a 22-year-old fresh out of college lady. Due to the fact that I seem to be lacking girlfriends lately, I decided to email y'all with my lady problems. So, little background before I get to the main issue I'm struggling with. Throughout my teenage years and all but my senior year of college, I have prided myself on my independence. Let me elaborate. I've always enjoyed being single. I had one boyfriend for less than two months in high school, but other than that, I used to dominate the hookup scene. (laughs) I loved it, and I think casual sex is an amazing aspect of single life. As great as this era of my life was, I am an emotional person who quickly forms attachments to people, so I was itching to be in a relationship. Enter my boyfriend. He is my next door neighbor. 
and we met when someone threw up on my couch at my Halloween party, <laughs> and he offered to clean it up. Oh. Even brought his own Lysol. What? He's a keeper, I know. Yeah, that's a great move. Sweet. <laughs> we moved very fast after that, and I, but I wouldn't have had it any other way as it felt so right and natural. However... Three weeks into our relationship, I got a phone call at brunch from my sister sobbing as she had just found out that our dad had cheated on our mom (gasps) in November 2017. This news was devastating and even more so because the situation blew up immediately. My boyfriend and I became even more connected after this event because he was by my side when I was initially very upset. Although my parents' situation is completely separate from my own life with my man, I often find myself triggered, if you will, in certain situations. For a while, after the news of my dad's infidelity, anytime my boyfriend would be on his phone, I was suspicious. I was so paranoid that he would cheat on me because my dad cheated on my mom. Mm. Because I had anxiety before this event and felt totally out of control of it later, I've been seeing a counselor since January and it has immensely helped, especially with my relationship. I felt that I was picking fights over stupid, irrational shit because of my anxiety and my parents' shit. Even now, though, I struggle with being jealous of if my boyfriend ever does anything without me, a rare occurrence. Since we began dating almost seven months ago, we are always doing things together. He has maybe gone out with his friends without me a total of three times. <gasps> However, the best part about our relationship is that I feel that I still have my, append- my independence. I can do things on my own without it being a problem. But I feel like a crazy girlfriend when I get jealous or anxious when he does shit without me. We've had tough arguments and conversations, but have ultimately told each other that we want a future together. I have already lived a fulfilling single life that eventually led me to my boyfriend. I don't want my jealousy to push him away and damage our growing relationship. He's my best friend and I love him with all that I have. So can I overcome my jealousy over innocent things? Thanks for the continued laughs. Wow. Thanks for that very honest and vulnerable question. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Yeah. (sighs) That's a toughie. Um, Yeah. I don't know how you get through jealousy is yeah I mean I would say like see see what's really there and not what you're like you have to really make a distinction on what's actually happening and what's only happening in your mind Mm -hmm. because what's actually happening is he's a great guy and if he's only gone out three I'm actually more concerned about the fact that he's only gone out three times without you I agree I I agree yeah Um, I feel like maybe you guys are too um, kind of tied at the hip is yeah. that the phrase? What's the well? What's you the gotta, you gotta let yeah, him yeah. have his, his independence if you still feel like yeah. you have yours, and you gotta yeah. like it. Ultimately, will end this if you yes. if you can't figure out a way to For let sure. him have his I own life too. I do. I, I'm a little bit jealous of a person, not with like like people spending time with other people, but like specifically, I have a weird thing of like strip clubs make me feel weird and jealous. Um, but I will say, going to like Magic Mike and stuff like that made me realize like, oh. If I like doing this, then he should be allowed to at his bachelor party too, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, what helped me with that particular jealousy issue is just, it's like if, put yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be able to, to go out on your own? Mm -hmm. Then he should. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. care about him, you should want him to have the same things that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And also think about yourself. Like in your own life, have there been situations where you're being blamed for something that you haven't done? Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that if you, you know, this happens with little kids, this happens with anything. Like if you're being blamed for something that you're not guilty of, it kind of makes you want to do that thing. Like, well, shit, if I'm going to, if I'm known as as a, as a, you know, pickpocket or whatever it is like if yeah. i'm known for being lazy then i'm just gonna be lazy fuck it and that's yeah. what could drive him you could actually be driving him to infidelity by accusing him unwarrantedly of yeah. infidelity absolutely yeah, it, it, yeah it's always weird to get like in trouble for something that hasn't happened totally you know oh, it's like my worst thing totally. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's really horrible that's a really horrible feeling and you do kind of like when that happens to me i feel like I feel like I'm wrong even though I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. which is a ri- so like you have to take into account that you might be making him feel these things and it sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing a lot of self-help work lately and manifestation work and listening to these gurus. I've been listening to a lot of Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay. And um, this isn't exactly the same, but their whole thing is gratitude and having mm-hmm. gratitude to the universe for all of all the blessings that you have. And a great example that they give, which is sort of vaguely, you know, kind of related to this, is if you um, if you hold the door open for someone mm-hmm. and they go through and don't say thank you, like I I don't know about you guys, but I want to like freaking grab yeah. that person and pull them back. And be like, I regret opening the door for you. Yeah. Or if you do something for someone 
and they don't thank you for it. Mm-hmm. It's like you never want to do something nice for that person again. Right. Yeah. Cars cut in front of you, and but they don't give you the exactly. wave. It's enraging. Ooh. It's yeah. enraging. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of related to your situation where he is being a great boyfriend, mm-hmm. and you're not recognizing that he's being a great boyfriend. And so he's like, fuck it. Why do I have to be a great boyfriend then? Yeah. Screw it. Definitely. And I think it's, it, this is basically anxiety. It's your brain going to like the worst case scenario and projecting that as the truth. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you're going to therapy. That's great. Um, but yeah, I would say like, I would, this, and you know this too, you know, it's you, you know, yeah. it's not him. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it, that's what's so tough about anxiety or any of these issues is like, you intellectually know it's not true. Mm-hmm. So how do you stop yourself from emotionally going there? So I'd yeah. say anything you can do to like, like, yeah, ground yourself like meditate like be anything you can do to continue to be as like present mm-hmm. is going to keep you more in what's actually happening which is you're in a good relationship mm-hmm. and less than like this fantasy land where he's off cheating on you every time he wants to go to a baseball game well and are you friendly with your guys friends too i think mm. sometimes it's also like do you know the people that he's going out with because then it isn't just like this like he's going out with these guys and i'm projecting the worst things on them as well but if like you know and you're friends and you trust them too then you're like oh no it's just like those idiots are just gonna be, go be idiots. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. What, what mm-hmm. are they, none of them have game. It's great. And also let him miss you. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. That's a big Absence does make the heart grow yeah. fonder and like let him go out on a night with the guys and be like, yeah, that was fine, but it wasn't how mm-hmm. it, it is with you. You know? Also, like, I love when John goes out of town because like I love having time to myself. Like, maybe. Mm-hmm. Use that as a time to reward yourself. Like, there's yeah. some things that you want to do that he doesn't want to do with you. If you mm-hmm. think about it, I'm sure there's a TV show that he doesn't mm-hmm. like to watch. There's something that you are not able to do when he's around. So take the opportunity to do that when he goes out with his guy friends. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say that I, I worry that there's something else going on that you're using this as, like, mm-hmm. reason to, like, be worried about the relationship with. So I would kind of, like, try to take into account if something else if you do kind of, I don't know if you want it yeah. to be over and you're using, I don't know, mm. whatever the fuck. Cause it seems like mm-hmm. obviously your dad really fucked you over and I'm really sorry. And that sucks, but I would yeah. kind of try to see if you're trying to give yourself a way out or give yourself an excuse to run, you mm-hmm. know, if you're scared of commitment or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't know what your situation is with your dad now, but I wonder if there's anything worth having a conversation with your dad about what the fuck happened, you know? I mean, that's a lot, obviously, but it is just, like, it, it's affecting your life, like, what he did affected your life, and I feel like if you're just like, hey, what happened? <laughs> Why the fuck? Like, is is it, like, what what is the breakdown of that relationship, you know? is That's it, a really good point. Like, you know? don't don't try to fix your relationship with your dad by persecuting your boyfriend yeah they're two different people and two different relationships so don't mm-hmm. don't try to like put one relationship like on top of the other and try to fix them at the same time yeah and you're also you know it, not that you need to know the details exa- exactly what everything happened with your dad but i think if you if you like give him a chance to maybe explain some part of himself then you aren't just filling in all these gaps and stuff it's like whenever you watch a horror movie and they don't show you the monster it's like scarier and worse because mm. you project all of this horrible mm. stuff onto it but then like once you see it you're like ah, it's just a thing in a rubber suit and like obviously cheating is very different than that but it is just like you're projecting all of these ideas and your brain's going to go to the worst possible places un- until you have and it does not mean you need to forgive your dad at the end of that maybe it's just like hey this is fucking up my relationship. I need to talk to you and like get this boogeyman kind of to understand this boogeyman a little bit too. Yeah. And that's probably easier said than done, but of course, you know, I think it's also an important thing because in psychology, there's a thing called normalization where you basically try to like re rehab the same relationships over and over again to justify that pattern within your life. Uh. Because then that thing that happened isn't wrong. That's just the way that people act with each other. That's just the truth of how Mm -hmm. humans interact. And like once you can kind of like realize that a little bit, then you're like, oh shit, I'm doing things to both of you and I'm projecting the same thing onto both of you and you're very different people. This is not the same. I also feel like you're a little young to be like, well, sowed my wild oats. Time to settle down. Like I... I would maybe like dial back the like, this is it. We're we're doing this for. I mean, like yeah. you sound like you're in a great relationship. This sounds awesome. You're also 22 years old. Agreed. Yeah, maybe that's you what I'm are saying. Marry she this sounds guy, kind but... of like she keeps being like, I liked being single, but I like. It's like it's like it's if you wanted. I mean, it's okay that, if that's what and you that want. might happen. Like yeah. right now, you're in a great relationship. So focus on the now, and that's great. But there's you very 
you might be single again down the road. So like, I don't think you need to worry too much about like, check that box. I'm done. I kind of wonder how much is also like, um, along the lines of normalization, people also try to do different shit than the thing that they were. You could be like trying to make your parents' relationship work within your own relationship and to fix the thing that like your mom and dad couldn't fix. Like that's that's also like a thing that I could de- and that that's also where you're like no we're in this relationship forever like this is what it is because like we're married and it's like you're not thinking that consciously yeah, yeah, yeah. but I could very much see you being like well if I make this work and this is how I have to do it mm. and then, then that's and then yeah yes. and then you are gonna fuck it up yeah I mean you're young and you're in a good relationship like I would just yeah. be there now. enjoy that like that's awesome being in love with someone when you're 22 years old is awesome mm-hmm. just yeah. have fun like don't try to not to put so much on it mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. God, who? I'm, yeah. 20, that feels like a million years ago. I'm thinking uh, about the relationship I was in when I was 22. But well, you think you're right or die at that point. You do. Oh, that you person, really do. You know, you're like, no, this is it. We're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I get it because it is also 22. You're right out of college. It's like the world is huge and massive. So you want something that you know is going to be real and like is like stable in your mm-hmm. corner. So I get why that urge is also super there too. Um, it is so funny how when you're younger, like, I don't know if you guys did this, but I was like, okay, high school and then maybe college. I mean, I went, but like college and then I'm an adult and life is done. And yeah. I find someone and I'm with them and then so my, it's my life. That's and what you were like, told. Oh, no, no, so no, 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 no. This is not how it goes. Yep, I had this <laughs> thing. I had this thing in my head where I was going to, because my birthday is March 23rd. Um, so my golden birthday, it was uh, the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, yeah, so it'll be great. So I'll go to college and then I'll probably be like pretty famous by the time I'm 23. That's my golden birthday. I should have it. <laughs> I'll figure it out a year after college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you really like put these oh weird boy. expectations on yourself. Well, it's oh going to have my first million by 30. Uh, <laughs> didn't work out. It's so funny how the older you get, the more you know that you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how much you know you don't know. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's so true. Like right out of college, I thought I knew it all. Oh I thought I was God. a genius at life. I had oh, yeah. it all figured out. I planned it. I was like, this is what's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And the older I get, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Why does you it just get through this hour. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's why, like, I get, like, the last year or two has been really interesting as far as just kind of being, like, especially any any life, you know, you pick is going to be uncertain. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But especially in the entertainment business, mm-hmm. it's, like, so, such a roller coaster. Yeah. So I've had to really come to terms with being, like, okay, like, I chose this life. I have to be happy day to day mm-hmm. and know that like I'm doing the best I can. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, I have to be okay with that. And, and like, I have found myself being way more calm and way and happier mm. just because I've been like more grateful day to day for one. Mm-hmm. And just kind of being like, this is it. And like, I have to try and feel good today because I don't know what the fuck is going to happen with this. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that I did my best, but that's all I can do. Yeah. You know, absolutely. but it does kind of like calm you down. I think yeah. in a way. <laughs> For sure. Depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. I recently had a stint in an office because I got a writing job, a yeah. short-term writing job. And it was like very much a, like a nine to five job, even though it was a, still a creative comedy job. Mm-hmm. It was still in an office nine to five. And I was like, I don't know how that, people That like fucks live. you up. Like I was right? like, I don't know how people live this way. Like this is crazy i swear to god every time i do something like that and i haven't done it for like a writing job but any random like officing i pick up a weekend i'm like how the fuck do, yeah. does anyone live this way I go and, people, and yeah. people do it for decades it's shout out to the listeners to that are like, listening to us in the cube right now yeah you can do something that none of us at this table can yeah. <laughs> i can't yeah. yeah yeah but like we the interactions in the kitchen or like timing out going to take a poop oh, or like <laughs> how excited you are to pee yes like <laughs> so true and like as soon as i get into one of those jobs i just want to eat every carb yeah. in existence yeah, yeah. Oh, your, your day really becomes about the snack yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tess just got major crazy eyes i know i was thinking so about some specific gummy bears yeah. <laughs> no it's true and that office was so bad it was like bagel fridays and yeah. donut thursdays and i'm like yeah. oh my god i'm gonna gain 20 pounds in yeah. this month of Absolutely. just being here whereas when i'm working from home i'm like it's 5 p.m i haven't gotten dressed i've had five cups of coffee and no lunch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all in your own terms in a very different way mm-hmm. yeah i mean i do think that is what i do kind of miss about going into an office is like there was something nice about it. i would wake up i would put on a cute yep. outfit i would do my spanish lesson yeah. on my way to work da, da, da. and now again and it's like god i mean i now you just have to be more right now. Yeah. 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 self self-disciplined exactly yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah Oof, uh, flashing back to all of those jobs that i've we... had that i've hated oh. yeah <laughs> i think the worst 
Yeah, all my worst office jobs, they were fun. Like, the one where I smoked cigarettes was really fun. I would just go smoke cigarettes on the dock. A nice Uh, break is good. A break is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I worked at a big Hollywood agency when I first got out of college, and I saw someone get a a phone thrown at their head. No. Uh Amazing. (laughs) It was, like, funny that those stories are real. Like, all the the crazy, like, the Ari Gold stories that you hear, like, they're all real. Oh, it's it may as well be a documentary, Andrej. I'm imagining, like, a Razor flip phone or something. Yeah. like, what? No, it was a full-on, like, with multiple lines, an like, landline phone. phone. Oh, an it was actual office. Office. Did they it rip was, it out of the... It was still attached to the cable, so it didn't actually hit the person oh all the way, God. but they threw it at their head, and then the cord Amazing. made it bounce back. And then later that day, we all got free ice cream. So, of course. back to the food. It's like an abuse of, abusive yeah, relationship. It is. Yeah. Honey, like, okay, I didn't oh, mean them with sugar. Honey, I got you flowers. I'll never do it again. Yep. <laughs> Anytime a boss is trying to be your best friend, get the fuck away mm-hmm. because it's not about you. They just want your free shit. Mm-hmm. They just want you to come and do shit for free for you. Yeah. Oh, God, that makes me so mad. When I was like, we're a cool office. It's so fun to work here. Mm-mm. You just want me to stay well, later. That's the whole Google model. Yeah. And yes. why they have like yep. all this free snacks and stuff because they never want you to leave. No, and they want you and they want to occupy your brain space forever mm. yeah it's gross i do like working at a fancy office though. i do like, yeah, I, like I'll, tech I'll see startups like, yeah the like tech I, startups are nice i've done some like um a couple weeks since at like fancy ad agencies mm. that shit's it feels good to sit in a big beanbag chair with your laptop <laughs> <laughs> you know i like that I and like, they own you yeah. they own yeah. your soul and no, they own your creativity for a few weeks but i mean yeah i've never done it i think the having like an end date has always made it more of a novelty yeah for sure yeah. definitely true yeah yeah. yeah, that was the one good thing about this this writing gig that I just did. It was four weeks, and I was like, honestly, like by week two, I was counting the days. I was like, Ugh. yeah, there's an end inside. When me and uh, Brandy, we were Easter bunnies at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the Eagle Rock no. Mall. Yeah. Yeah. That we, sounds amazing. <laughs> it was it was something. It was, something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two about two weeks, maybe three, whatever, mm-hmm. two it's weeks. A fodder for jokes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I was like, I'm it. about to go on the road. I don't give a shit. Make some money. You know. Yeah. But it was like. By week two, walking down that back hallway to the mall office to go yeah. put on your Easter suit, I was like, whoo, I dark... could not do this more than another week. Like, no. also, you're stuck in a fucking costume. But but that wasn't the the worst feeling I got was just going to that same place every day yeah. and walking to that the office. The groundhog's day of it all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just yeah. that feeling of just like, ugh, yep. you know. Yeah. Put on it's... the costume and say hey to the security guard. And yeah. <laughs> neither one of you want to talk to each other, but you feel like you have to. Yeah. Well, I think that's why we get so food obsessed is because that is something you can change. Yeah. Like, you can get sandwiches one day and wings another. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even yeah. if you're looking at the oh, same I fucking wall. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Wow. It's like, oh, I need something to, some variety <laughs> to mix it up. Yeah. I don't want to shit on people. Have, I mean, I feel bad. No. No, no. Well, I just think it's all, yeah. I can't do it. We've all done, we've all done them. And yeah. it's, you know, it's great. If it, it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. Yeah. There's you something know? soul-crushing about it. There <laughs> is something soul-crushing about it. I'm not going to lie. And I know, you, I know you guys listening that work in offices know that, that there's something soul-crushing about it. But that... That That's should be people... that should be an impetus for you to like try to get your yayas in another way, like try to be self actualized in another way. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people I think use work that way. Where like like there are people that like they live to work, and there are other people that like I raise I make my money mm-hmm. to go do my other shit, yeah. and this well, is just where I clock in and clock mm-hmm. out, and then I've got a whole other yeah. I think and I know that it's wholly possible to do very um, stimulating and fun work in an office setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because for you sure. work in an office doesn't mean your job sucks. I mean, there's yeah, totally yeah. a million. In interesting jobs that take place in an office setting mm-hmm. and then maybe like yeah. the officeness of it all it's a downer but it you you know, the hope, work kind of outweighs it yeah you just hope there's plants and natural light and your boss doesn't call you that a sport too often yeah. <laughs> that was the thing about this job it was yeah. like a windowless room that's yeah, it for that's four weeks that's windowless room for yeah. four weeks I was like oh my god we got you guys bagels yeah. Nope. <sighs> a window. I mean, this is why people fuck their coworkers. Like, because you just yeah. get, sure. you're in the same thing and you're like, uh, well, I just, you know. This I mean, person knows what I'm going through, too. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense that it started out during Mad Men times. Like, when everyone was wasted, they didn't notice there were no windows. <laughs> yeah. They were like, fuck <laughs> Just it. drunk all day. Shit house. Who gives a yep. shit? Drunk and smoking cigarettes all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just do the 3 p.m. whiskey, like, in my bed now. So, <laughs> so much more freedom to do that. <laughs> well, that's, thank you for doing the show. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell everybody great. where they can find it you It was lady, and... too lady, too lady, too lady. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's how we do it here. Lady times four. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, where can everyone find you online? Oh, please follow me on the socials. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at funny 
Helen Hong. I had to be funny because some other biatch has at Helen. God Hong. damn it! I know I have a Barbara Gray that has my shit too. Mm, it's annoying. She's got all my handles. I like Lisa. Lisa Curry has Olympian Lisa Curry yeah. because there is an Olympian Lisa Curry. No, Who yes. took Lisa Curry. That's hysterical. She was like, "Fuck you." Oh my god. <laughs> well, That's I'm real. bitter about the one that has my Twitter handle because I tried to buy it off of her and she blocked me. What? Like she wouldn't even negotiate. Oh with my me. god. Like, she was straight up a bitch. Oh, and then lame. she wrote some like, some catty tweet that was like, "If you're looking for the comedian, this ain't her Twitter." And then she blocked me, even though I was so nice to her. That's kind of like, nice that she wrote that. Though. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, so, oh man. Yeah, so okay, I well, have fuck a vendetta. That Helen yeah, Hong, but, but I'm funny, funny Helen, Helen Hong, Hong. Yeah. and she's super funny. Go see her live. I'm sure Thank they you. have you have your dates on your yeah on my calendar. And stuff. Uh, my calendar is at helenhong.com. Okay, god. there we go. Good. Thank God. Good, good, good. She didn't get in on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take That's that. Fine. <laughs> and uh, thanks, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.